Okay, I know this is going to sound really cheesy, but I kind of wanted to do it because I do feel like there are things that will help you. So let's get into it. What are the ins and outs for Boutique Land in 2024? Welcome to the Booster Boutique Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Benson, corporate merchant turned boutique owner turned consultant. I want you to start, grow, and scale your boutique business right here with me. If you're ready to master your mindset, margins, and marketing, you're in the right place. One of the things that I know for sure across all of my clients that I work with as a boutique consultant is I want them all to relax. Like, honestly, take it down a notch. And I think you're ready to relax. That's one of the first things I think is in for 2024. You have got to calm down. Like, I think that the hustle culture and the like, let's do all the things and let's be on our phone 24-7. Like, we are burnt out, okay? And so this applies to Boutique Land, too. You don't have to be on your phone 24-7. You don't have to be constantly updating your customers. I think we need to set much better boundaries than we have in the past. And I think a lot of people just were hustling. And that's, like, how they were raised. And that's what patriarchy tells us to do. But let's be honest, most of us are women starting boutiques, right? We have other things going on. A lot of you guys are moms. A lot of you are wives. A lot of you are girlfriends. A lot of you are whatever you are. You have other stuff going on. You might even have a full-time nine to five and you're watching this. You're, you're listening and you're saying, yeah, you know what? I have been hustling in both places at my nine to five and in my boutique and I am exhausted, Emily. So that concludes to like what... <laughs> I think that also opposed to like the things that are out right now in boutique land. Like what is out as opposed to relaxing out is hustle culture. Like we don't want to hustle anymore. We want to sell good clothes at a good price and make a livable wage. I don't think it's that hard. Most of you guys are thinking, oh, I want to have a million dollar boutique in a warehouse and multiple stores and all this stuff. With all of that comes a lot more responsibility, a lot of things to take on. And the point of all of this also is you can't do that all by yourself. So every time you expand, every time you make more money, you're going to have to put more support systems in place, whether that be an accountant or an operations manager or a shipping manager. All of those people then become people that you have to manage. So do you want to be a manager? Do you want to run this big business? And if you do, great. I, there is no shade for that, okay? But I also know there's a lot of you guys who are like, I would love to make two fifty dollars a year, $250,000 in my business, take home sixty, dollars take home seventy, dollars take home eighty, dollars and be happy and be done, right? That's awesome. That works. Like, we can do that. We can make that happen. So many people are setting the bar so high. They're saying, I want to have a million dollars. I want to do all this stuff. And like, yes, can you do that? Yeah, 100%. I am never going to be someone that's like, you can't have a million dollar boutique. You absolutely can. And at the same time, do you really want that? Is that something that you feel like you can manage? Personally, like I want a very small business at this point in my life. I have a lot going on. I want my business to be as streamlined as possible. I want to show up in the ways that I can show up and do it like in the best way possible. And that means I have to cut some things out. I have to be really, really relentlessly honest with myself about what is working and what isn't. So in for 2024 is relaxing and out is hustle. Like we're done. We're done. It, we just don't need to do it anymore.
So what does that mean also for what is in? What is in is systems. What is in is launch strategy. What is in is having a structured plan for your week, for your month, for your quarter that's based on a buy plan, that's based on your sales projections, and that's based on current trends so that you can have predictable revenue, okay? A lot of boutique owners are still going like this, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. Or they think they're going up, down because they just don't look at their numbers. You're like not going up and down. You just, you don't have a plan. And like, I know I talk about this all the time and I think you're getting sick of it, but you've got to have a basic plan for your business. If you wanna make $100,000 this year, how much inventory is that going to take? How many times do you need to flip things over? Are you leaving room for markdowns and for sales? When are you going to bring items in? When were your best sellers last year? You need to be examining your business at a really like granular level to be able to hit these numbers. And listen, I will also say there's plenty of you guys out there who are like, I bought stuff, I sold it, and I'm making 100K. I don't like it's just working. And if that's you, bless you. And I will add, you're going to need to have a plan at some point. You're going to have to pay attention to your money, to the inflow and the outflow and what's going on with sales. Because the bottom line is a lot of people right now, I'm filming this in February. A lot of people right now are online saying, oh, January was so bad. It was so bad. And with personal clients that I've been working with, we've been having conversations about why they feel like they have no money right now. They feel like they have no money because they didn't take their November and their December money because they made a bunch of money in November and December, right? They didn't take that and put a bunch in savings to be ready for right now when it is a little bit slower. And that's what a plan does. A plan safeguards you against these feelings of things aren't going well. I'm not doing what I should be doing. The fact of the matter is you can only expect so much out of your business, especially if you've been doing it for a, a year or two, two, three years. Like you have history. You should know about where you're supposed to be. And if you're not there, then something needs to change. Something needs to pivot. Okay, so that leads me to what is out this year. What is out this year is throwing things against the wall and seeing what sticks. Like if you, unless you are brand new, okay, I'm going to take you guys out of the equation. Unless you are brand new, you are coming to me, you're like, Emily, I haven't even opened yet. Okay, this does not count for you, okay? I wanted you to like forget this part, earmuffs. If you've been in business for a few years, you've got to stop looking all over the place at what you should be doing. Okay. I've had this conversation with a few people where they, they let their, you know, they let insecurity in, they let themselves get less confident. They looked outside themselves for what is working for other people. And then they said, Oh, well, let me see if that works for me. And it didn't like, that's the hard part is that it didn't work for them. And what I am trying to encourage more people to do is stop looking what other people are doing and do what's best for you. Do what works for you. What is out right now is looking at anyone else in boutique land, anyone else, what they're doing and trying to copy it. Like I see this on TikTok constantly. We saw the pickle sweatshirt take off on TikTok, right? Now there's a bagel sweatshirt, a Diet Coke sweatshirt, a this, like uh, how many sweatshirts can people have? I get it. I get that you're addressing a trend. I get that you're like on the backs of something that worked at the same time. Like Why? Why, just do your own thing. Make up your own thing. That pickle thing worked because it really spoke to the right person at the right time from someone who loved pickles. <laughs> so like, that's why it worked, right? We have to stop looking outside. We have to go within. Like, honestly, if I were to start a brand tomorrow, it would be either bright colors. As I look at all the colorful clothes around my room, it would probably be prints. 
and it would be a lot of black because I wear a lot of black, but it would be cozy. It would be comfy. It would fit my arms because nothing fits my arms because I have long arms. What I'm saying though, is that we need what's in (laughs) is doing what works for you listening to your intuition, listening to your gut about what you think is going to sell, being so excited and so emotional about clothing, about whatever you're selling. I don't care if it's clothing. You could be like, Emily, I sell tarot decks. Like, great. What's your favorite one? What's the one that gets you excited to pull cards, right? That is important because that energy is going to pass to your customers. It just is. And you're going to sell more when you are excited about the stuff that you're selling. Okay. So stop looking outside yourself. Don't say, oh, that person did it. So I should do it. Oh, Honestly, if a lot of people are doing it, especially you should not do it. I think maybe at this point I should introduce myself and say, hi, I'm Emily Benson. I'm a boutique consultant and I have been in the boutique and retail industry for 20 years. I love this place and I never want to leave it. Uh, So I'm just going to keep helping you guys grow your business, scale your business. And really like I come at these predictions. I come at these ins and outs from a place of my own intuition and being educated and being like in the fabric of the industry for so long. I also come at it from like working with so many clients. We have people in all of our courses that we're talking all the time. We're talking weekly or every other week. And so I know what's going on out there and I know it for a large group of people. That said, I know it for a large group of people that are working with me that are influenced by my teaching. So they tend to do a little bit better than the average person in a random boutique Facebook group, right? So these ins and outs are like not something I found anywhere else. They're not what I, they're just me saying like, this is what I think I'm like overseeing, right? The next two things, one is going to be controversial. The other is not. Two outs that I think like we're just out. We're over it. I'm done seeing it. One is dupes like dupes, like the copy, the cheaper copy of a designer item. Okay. Like D-U-P-E-S. Let's put it on the screen here. Dupes. Okay. I've always internally had a problem with a dupe because you're just copying someone else. You're literally copying and selling it and then saying you're doing it. Like, it's very strange to me that anyone would think that this is okay. Not to mention, it's just like, it's not original. It's not fun. And I know there's a customer for it. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure you guys have made tons of money on dupes or things that look like the blah, blah, blah. I just think it gives me the ick. And I just like, it can be inspired by something else or it can be the same color. It can be a similar silhouette. But like when you're saying, oh, Hermes sells this and we're going to sell this, like, and they look the same, like it's just kind of gross. So I am just officially saying like, please stop selling dupes. Like just please, like it, it just be more original. You have it in you to be more creative than that. Okay. I'm just going to leave it at that because I think I could go into the legalities of how you could get in trouble. I could go into the, you know, Shopify store, horror stories of like stores getting shut down, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to stick with that. Like just don't do it. It's icky and I don't like it. <laughs> I'm like, it's not good business. Okay, the other thing that like might get me canceled, but like I feel like I have to say it is graphic tees. I think graphic tees are on their way out. I think everyone is doing them and I don't know who's wearing them. When I go out places, I see zero people wearing these graphic tees and maybe I just live in the wrong place and that's like not the vibe here. But I just feel like graphic tees need to be toned down. Now, again, if this is a very small part of your assortment, if it works, if if 
I'm talking about the people whose entire store is based on graphic tees. It's like graphic tees and denim, <laughs> like graphic tees and like leggings. Like I just don't think you have a business. Like it's not a buildable brand, right? So like unless, again, unless you're a wholesaler, like I don't want to insult people because there are plenty of people making awesome graphic tees, awesome graphic sweatshirts, like really fun stuff. I just think we have to be more conscious of what we're doing because the other piece of it is I feel like in graphic tea world, like everyone, there's just like a lot of creation. And now again, I'm going to get you guys in my comments that are like, we print them on demand. And so they're not wasteful and da, da. And I, again, I get that. I just want boutique land to go back to being like boutiques. And like maybe again, I'm going to get canceled. <laughs> like boutiques are meant to be a curated assortment of beautiful clothing and accessories anywhere from $40 to $500. Okay. That's a boutique in my mind, like a store that you walk in and it's all graphic tees and they're all $28. Like that's not a boutique. That's a tourist shop. That's a souvenir shop. Right? Like, I mean, again, I, and listen, I live in a state where there is an entire Disney like theme park place that's just based around graphic tees and these people that make graphic tees and it's brilliant and it's great and it works. And I think we have to be more decisive about the graphic tees we're making that we're selling and, and challenge our people to challenge vendors, challenge our customers, like really look and see, do we need graphic tees? Maybe I should just cut that whole part out, but I'm just sick of seeing people printing graphic tees. Like, I don't know. I get it. And if you're doing it and you're making money, go get your, get your bag. It's just not for me. Okay, I want to end this on what do I think is in? Okay, what is like the thing that I'm like, this is in? I can't like, I hope more people jump on this. I think what's in this year for 2024 is being super specialized. Like being a beach shop, being a really boho shop, being like really leaning in like to what makes you feel good. Are you the place where you have the most fabulous prints and patterns? Like, are you the place that sells the best denim that fits so well? Like, again, it doesn't have to be so themey, but I think that so many of you are selling a lot of stuff and you could be potentially narrowed down to sell a more focused assortment and be more niche And that will help your sales because your people will find you faster. Your marketing will be that much easier. And like, you'll have something to be known for. I think that's one thing that I haven't talked about a lot in the public in the past 10 years of teaching this stuff. But truly what I find is the more niche down you are and the more specific you are about who you are, what you sell, how much it's, it's cost, who it's for, all of that stuff. Like you want to be known for something. When I had my fashion truck, I was known for awesome dresses. Like we had the best dresses and everything in the truck was under a hundred dollars. So that was like kind of my specialty. But saying it was under $100 and then you walk in and you're like, oh my gosh, this stuff looks like it's from anthropology. It looks like J. Crew. I was bringing value. And so I remember distinctly, I had customers that would be like, I saw something like not even as nice as this as anthropology. And this is $100 cheaper, $200 cheaper, right? So that was kind of my shtick was like, I can bring you really great style for an amazing value. Becoming known for something will get you more customers. It will make you more money and it defines you. It, it makes your job easier. You know, when you go to market, oh, 
this is not my style or yes, this is my style. This is not my style. You know, out the gate. Right. And so it goes back to that emotional feeling, selling what you love, selling what you, you absolutely are so obsessed with and, and really looking inside yourself at what it is you want to sell. The people that can do that and stay true to themselves and just the excitement's there, the passion's there, the, you know, you want to work on your business. That's in this year. So hopefully this was helpful. I'll see you guys on the next one. Bye.